0: It's time for Gabby with Gason, so hit play and settle down. His best you just call him Jason when they see him around town. He might as well throw the script away. He never follows it anyway. He's trying to find the joy in every day. So listen up, cause you're Gabby with Gason now. What you been doing? what's been happening He's gonna ask it all You never know where it's gonna go But it's gonna be a bomb So make yourself a drink or two Jason's gonna pour some Malibu Now he's ready to share some fun with you So say hello, we're Gavin with Jason now
1: Hi, and welcome to Gabby with Gason. I am your host, Gason, or as my friends simply call me, the Velvet Voice of Homosexuality. No, not good for anybody. No, okay.
2: (laughs) Wrap me in that velvet, like a cloak.
1: (laughs) No one calls me that. I want to be the Velvet Voice of Homosexuality. I give myself lots of of nicknames. The Velvet Voice. I
2: think that should be the name of your autobiography.
1: Oh, no, I know the name of my autobiography. What is it? Oh, my God. It's um, three, five, and seven, always the odd man out.
2: OK, that's actually precious, though. Oh,
1: no. Oh my god, that's so good. And then the subtext was, um, the gay man's guide to being single when all of your friends have coupled up.
2: Please write this right know, now. Right? Like, that's, that's so catchy. That's copyrighted
1: Gason. OK, copyrighted Gayson 2023. Don't mess with me on this. We will fight you. We will. I have worked really hard on that lottery. I just want to, I need to write it. But is that not a great title for a book? great
2: title great subtitle probably good good isbn when it comes out right
1: oh so good anyway welcome to the show i'm just gonna go introduce you now and then we'll talk about all the stuff i want to talk about we listen we dipped way back into the 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 histories of gabbing with gasan and we found someone who has not been on the show since season one I believe it was
2: season one.
1: I think so. so it, was, it was during the pandemic because we've never done it in person.
2: Oh my god! It was early on it in was, the pandemic. It was
1: early on. Yeah. You were one of my. I think it you was were in the before like four, four or times. five, or six or seven. Wow. You were in the the single digits. I know. Everybody, welcome oh. back for the first time ever because you're you're very busy guessy bestie case
2: oh my god hi thank hi. you i'm so excited We can here you should be
1: i'm so excited oh. when we we saw each other at pride and we caught up and then we started talking about other stuff and then i was like come on the show again and i was like okay i know i mean people enjoyed you thank
2: you yeah. i enjoy me sometimes i, I don't know mean, I'm i a- enjoy you thank you i, I enjoy
1: you. myself that sounds really gross but you know it's, it's healthy
2: to enjoy yourself it in is. a myriad of ways it is.
1: so welcome back to the show um, you're in person for the first time. It's a completely unique experience now.
2: It is. I get to look at so many things while I know, we're talking. You're, you're gonna easily
1: get distracted in a studio.
2: I mean, I don't need to be in a studio to be easily distracted, this is true. but this is true. I'm but like here. You're
1: like, oh god, there's some there's bright lights and flickering rainbows oh and and you're just, so
2: smiley and you I move know. around and I'm like, don't move. You got
1: a crinkly shirt on.
2: Things. It's okay if you
1: crinkle. No one's gonna be mad. Crinkle, crinkle again. Here we go.
2: And so, now enjoy and he, the soothing no, yeah. sounds. Hold on.
1: Now enjoy the soothing sounds of crinkle shirt.
2: I'm going to try to button it. <laughs> this is the sound of a
1: buttoning shirt. It's a button. Tippy, tippy. i it now. Picture it. Don't picture it. Tippy, I'll, tippy. We'll call the cops. Just kidding. We don't call the cops in this house. We don't. You don't no. admit to crimes on the show either, as Eat one of my guest guests a long time ago told me. They're like, "Can you edit out that I admitted to a crime?" Oh, and that's I was like, perfect, "Yeah." Considering what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We get okay. Well, it's
2: not a, okay. Listen,
1: I don't know. I know that you are totally caught up on the show and you listen to every episode religiously. Obviously, obviously. Um, we decided on my last birthday show that uh, we're going to celebrate my birthday year round, except in December because it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Santa's birthday. Sure. You know how I am about Christmas. You've been to the Christmas party.
2: You're partial, but I'm partial. It's (laughs) I hope that you grow to love it someday. (laughs) Like you'll appreciate it. Like, you know.
1: Um so we did a birthday outing yesterday. Uh it was guesty bestie Pam, guesty bestie Kyle. Uh surprised with guesty bestie tau showing up with the same thing. Uh guesty bestie Kelsey, and um Guesty Bestie Mal, and uh, at some point, I want to have uh, Guesty Bestie uh, Lauren come on, too. Uh, But we saw Clue the Play. Now, there are multiple versions of Clue out there that are performed. There's Clue the Play. There's Clue the Musical. The musical is garbage.
2: Ooh, you got close to the microphone for that one. I want to hear this tea kettle whistle. So
1: the Clue the Musical garbage, um, is,
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's killing me and I don't know
1: who did it. We have to figure it out now. Well, one of the exciting things is they, depending on which company does it, they usually come out to the audience and there's a guy playing Mr. Body, the butler, right? And they say, pick some cards and they will build the show around your choice of picking one of the one of the killers one of the weapons and then one of the rooms and so i'm assuming there's probably only like three options because that's a lot to ask a cast to remember roughly
2: 42 depending on the suit you know and the color and you know okay i think that's how many cards are in a deck right
1: no, 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 for the deck of cards for Clue itself. Oh. There's only like six. Six oh. for each thing, but I forget. Let's... But anyway, it doesn't matter.
2: No, they should use a full deck of cards, go hardcore, but oh, go God. on. But
1: anyway, so they they put it all together and then they build the show around who the audience picked and then you get a Clue notepad and you have to pay attention to what rooms the characters are in, what weapons, oh who's holding what, and then you try to figure out who won. And I don't remember if I won that year, but we went a couple years ago for my birthday and... Um, <sighs> oh my god I'm trying not to I don't want to I, I love community theater I do when it's cast appropriately but power through it yeah <laughs> the cast that we saw one of them was very attractive and I would like to um, do things with and um, I don't even remember his name it doesn't matter I'm pretty sure he's straight so it's fine um, and I didn't seem how to but maybe anyway so they the characters all meet up because I forget why they're at Mr. Body but they know they're playing like how do I put this? They are very meta in the fact that they are in a board game. I love that it works and then it doesn't, but like there's like this weird like seduction number between Colonel Mustard and Mrs. Peacock Ooh. like they've had an affair and then like Mr. Green is trying to like get oh everybody's my. trying to get on scarlet um. The one person that was really good was the, the actress that played Mrs. White, the maid, because she gave her a hardcore, like, real deep British accent, and it was on point every time. It never left. She did a great job. I don't think it was Cockney. I don't really know all the British accents. But... If it's
2: not that, it's Cockney. No, it's not right.
1: <laughs> definitely not that. Love bad. Cockney. Go on, though. Um, but, so she was good. But then there's a detective that comes in to try to solve the case. And I'm sorry, ma'am you were as I explained it to somebody last night I said it was clear that this is her first speaking role because she's used to playing rocks and trees in plays because yeah yeah
2: perhaps she solved the puzzle of acting before
1: every line was yelled I hate when people yell in theater if your character does not require it like it just gets on my damn nerves it's like To me, that's like an intro level mistake. Like some people think excited means I yell. And it's like, no, you can be excited with I'm excited right now, but I'm not yelling. Like, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm excited. And I just feel like sometimes we forget that you don't have to yell all the time. You're on stage and yes, you want people to hear you and you project and that's fantastic. But you don't have to yell i'm feeling Every personally attacked line. i yell
2: so much but no, no I'm joking. But you're, you're, not you're on good.
1: stage
2: that's true it's, right? it's the diaphragm like you don't
1: need to ha like that's right. that's from the back of the throat but huh there you go see like, and you want people to hear you yes <laughs> but you don't need to yell and the other thing is i think they they came up with their own outfits because it's community theater um mm. she had an elsa wig like, like a, like a straight on, up, like. Yeah, full on Elsa wig with a long ass ponytail down to the ass crack. It made no sense for her character oh to have an Elsa wig. And the worst, the worst offense. The worst offense. The worst offense was she forgot her line, messed up. Now, I am totally fine because I've had stage fright. I've, I've forgotten sure, lines sure. before. I've done all those things. The one thing they always tell you is you just go on do what you need to do, rely on the people on the stage. I shit you not, she goes, sorry, to the audience, stopped it, and then started the whole thing over again. And I was like, holy It would be shit. really
2: precious and cute if it weren't like a more professional production. Yeah, if it was, if it was a it's kid's like, show,
1: I would have been like, oh, my God, oh
2: yeah, like when you play an instrument, you know, you'll be like, ah, shit, or
1: yeah. oh, sorry, or whatever. But like. Stopping the show. I was like, girl, 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 get it together. I mean, really I did have a cocktail before. She's um,
2: pursuing her dreams. I mean, yeah. Hey,
1: you know what? You took a chance and maybe you realized that maybe, maybe, maybe the role of the detective was probably a little much. And I know that you were excited that you got speaking lines, but maybe, maybe you play a dancing, singing flower next time. Maybe you work yourself up. Um... It is, I remember the first time I saw Clue the Musical, another community theater production. Maybe that's why I have such an issue.
2: That, that could be part right. of it. Also, um, I mean, the lack of They cast
1: the most flamboyant homosexual man to play Colonel Mustard. And when he was singing to seduce Mrs. Peacock, listen, I'm a homosexual. I do have a lisp Every now and then It just happens I don't know why It's what it is I have a very feminine voice I'm okay with that It's still sexy um, It's velvety Some maybe. say It's very velvety um, When he sang The lisp Was on fire That's so cute He was though. so overtly gay And I was like Why would you cast him? Why? I kind it But of when love he sang notes He would spit At the same time oh! By accident So spit was flying Into the audience
2: are you in the splash zone? Did you I pay was, extra I was back for the splash and I was like, zone. holy shit, there's spittle happening.
1: Um, but it was one of the funniest things. And I don't, I don't, know. maybe that was the director's choice was like, let's have this really effeminate gay man who's flamboyant play a straight character. I don't know. Maybe that was the choice. It didn't read well. That's but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. So what we saw last night though was a professional production at Stages, which has a brand new theater now, by the way. Mm-hmm. And every seat was perfect. We were up high, could see the whole stage. It was beautiful, beautiful theater. I mean, stunning. If you have time and you're in the St. Louis area, you should totally go check out the stage's production of Clue because this is a smart production. It's based on the movie Clue, which is one of the greatest things ever. So lines taken, scenes taken, characters Mm -hmm. taken. So Wadsworth is the butler, right? They have Yvette the maid. Can't believe they got Tim
2: Curry to play. God, I wish it had been Tim
1: Curry. But the man who played the butler was great. The entire cast was fantastic. In fact, Miss Scarlet was played by Diana DeGarmo, who was on season three or four of American Idol.
2: Well, hot diggity dog, right?
1: And so beautiful set. I mean, this huge open space stage. Um, the way that they designed the rooms was interesting too. They would have like a room open at like a, a corner almost mm. on the stage. So they really use the space well. And in the movie, do you remember when they're all running from room to room? Mm-hmm. What they do is they darkened the stage, put a spotlight on the whole cast and the cast mimed like they were running. It mm-hmm. was one of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh my God. And then Mal, Mal and I were talking about last night. There's a scene where there's like a, everybody's running from room to room and a door opens up the entire cast peeked their heads out the door which meant someone was laying on the ground someone was laying on top of them someone on top of that then bet like it was like a scooby-doo i was just gonna say they real life scooby-doo it was genius this cast was fantastic huge crush on mr green i know he's straight and it's fine i already i already stalked him on on the insta um the guy who played uh wadsworth the tim curry role Phenomenal. He did. There was. Those one are big shoes to fill. We talked about there. how I don't like fart humor, and he did do a fart joke, and that annoyed me. But how they did everything was so good, so on point. Um, One thing was interesting is that they gave some of the lines from different characters in the movie to other characters, which I didn't like, but I'm a diehard fan of the movie. In fact, if you listened last season, you know that we had our Clue special. It was a whole episode dedicated to the board game and the movie and the musical Clue. And we had a contest. We had all, yeah, uh, Guesty Bestie uh, John won an entire set of Clue Funko Pops.
2: Oh my God. And that's was, perfect for him.
1: Uh, other job. Different oh, job. Other, I was
2: going to say white. Oh,
1: yeah. But no, that would been perfect for that job. Oh, too. Yeah. It was a different job. But anyway. I don't know if you fine. want to click that out. But... No, no, we're going to keep it in. Okay. It's fine. I have new friends.
2: It's I like nice. that you click or train your podcast. Yeah. That's all you got
1: to do. But anyway, we saw it last night. Uh, definitely worth it. And if you see it on a, th- I think it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's a promo code to get tickets for $45. Just message me. I'll tell you what that mm-hmm. is. But I, I would see it again. Um, it was brilliant. Um, there's no intermission it's a hundred straight minutes long Oh shut but and i was trying to think about it last night and i was like you know and i told this to kyle i said if they would have put an intermission it would have killed the energy of the show because they do such a great job building it up and building it up and building it up and they do a lot of the same jokes uh throughout the show so the my um the one plus two plus two plus one Mm -hmm. about the gun bullets they did that one um Mrs. White does her quote of flames on the side of my face but she did it a little bit differently but she still rocked it out it was really a cute fun show and I think it lasts for another week and a half from the date of this episode airing so if you get a chance you should check it out if you're in the St. Louis area I highly recommend seeing Clue at stages not me Um, texting
2: my partner like Dude, did you know that Clue is
1: playing on stage at Stages St. Louis, and I we mean, should go see you it. You should totally go see it. I'm not kidding.
2: I have a family member who is fairly high up at Stages. I don't remember what she does, but I know. Like, oh, I see your little lines. The yeah, I was round. like, um, um, I can't remember uh, her particular position. Um,
1: I I bought merch there last night. I bought a Clue so- magnet. And the Stages Christmas, uh, Silver Bell Christmas ornament. Oh, I mean, you got it. <laughs> you got When I say I bought it, I mean Mallory. <laughs> it's like, oh. happy birthday. And I was like, yay! Um, so good. But uh, highly recommend you should go see um, Clue the Play. Yeah, it's so good. I'll see if so I can get my good. family
2: member to get me a
1: ticket. You should. It's, it's really good. You should go see it. And then if you decide to do the Tuesday or whatever, let me know. I'll give you the code.
2: Big um, I don't
1: remember what the code is cheaper. but I, I, I don't know what it is otherwise I'd shout it out on the show right now but I don't know what it is but anyway so that was really good um, and also I have been I keep talking about the TV Time app who they should really just sponsor the show at this point because I think I mentioned them almost every show to you um And I've been catching up on some shows that I've wanted to see. And I finally got through all of the chilling adventures of Sabrina.
2: Really? The like the 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 most like was was the last season like the last season? Yeah. Because I didn't ever watch it because I was like I uh, I am so curious to hear your thoughts on it because I am a diehard horror fan. Okay. Love fashion. We should talk about this right now. I love aesthetics. Um Sabrina is like gender euphoria for me as a femme. Okay. Like herself. Um very interested to oh hear gosh, your thoughts because you i have some thoughts okay and i have so, some t-h-o-t-s thoughts oh
1: i mean we're gonna talk about the the thoughts i have for some of the gentlemen's i mean
2: honestly like, so
1: first of all beautiful cast mm, um stupid pretty i don't have a lot of knowledge of sabrina in this format like i remember the melissa joan hart show <laughs> um so good. which is funny but there's a salem the cat in this but it's not this is a much darker sabrina it's, and it's very riverdale too but it's not like riverdale went bat shit off the rails oh, right so i didn't see it but i've seen
2: essays on it because i watch youtube essays going too much and it's so so much fun reading about riverdale and listening to people talk about it i'm gonna
1: watch it i just had to stop at one point because it was just it was going so far and i wasn't ready for that in my riverdale
2: i think they switched like directors halfway through or they did something it must have been showrunners because they went bonkers they went
1: it's batshit oh yeah like it yeah so (laughs) um sabrina doesn't go batshit but sabrina goes really dark and when i first started watching it this I stopped because it was a little like I grew up Catholic. So I still oh. have a lot of Catholic guilt. There's a lot of stuff that I got to work on. Praise Satan yeah, is one of the more popular exactly. like lines. They would say praise Satan, hail Satan, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And it was really hard for me to handle that when it first happened and I was like I don't think I can watch this show. It's too much blah sure. blah blah, which is weird because I thought I had gotten rid of all that Catholic No, like but... especially
2: if it's something you've grown up with. I mean, the whole point yeah. of Catholicism is hey, you should feel a little guilty, babe. Exactly. And so it's like that's gonna that's gonna persist. And... Yeah.
1: So it was it was a little rough, but now watching it again, again after it ended so they put sabrina out in four parts it was like part one season <laughs> one or, or well, it was like part it's, one part was two weird. part three part four but whatever so she has already realized she's a witch um it's very dark the first minute of the first show is <laughs> so good we, we we refer to her as madam satan but you find out later on she's actually lilith oh my god and adam's so first wife boss. from the garden i love her oh my god yeah so she's lilith deline. takes over the body of this mousy school marm and then that's whatever and he's trying to like lure sabrina in for the dark lord all
2: the while to clarence clearwater's bad moon rising which
1: by the way is oh, a genius song so to smart. use in that scene so
2: and it's the only reason i even know who clarence clearwater is. I,
1: it's it's they did such a great job with it and then it gets it's really dark there's a lot of death there's a lot of demons a there's a lot of a gore. lot of gore um i love it uh totally pro lgbtq oh my god um, aggressively there's a, so. there's a Uh, a trans uh, actor who transitions on the show and they handle it with such grace.
2: He transitioned during the show too. Like it was like he came out and that's why they made him trans
1: hot as fuck by the way. Um, so they, they just do really good thing and then started in like the end of season two or part two, they started adding musicals into it, like musical numbers. Mm -hmm. So like they do a song from Phantom of the Opera, the Sabrina's friends start the Fright Club band Um, but no, I actually, I liked it. It's not something that I'd be like, oh, you should go out and watch it. Cause I was talking to Peter about it one night and I was like, you know, it's not that I, I'm going to recommend it. I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd be like, oh, you have to watch Sabrina. Um, because there were times where I was like, damn, this is really sad. Or this is a lot. It made me cry a couple of times. There's a scene in it that I thought, Jesus, we went, we went. Oh, we, I need we, to
2: ask you which one. Of you gotta not be. Um, gotta it's what
1: toddler. Lilith does with her baby. Did you get all the way, to, did you finish the show or no?
2: Um, I didn't finish the, I, I didn't watch the last season because the okay. third season I was like, I'm really, I'm bored. But yeah, the third a, season was boring. It just like, you continue and then I can give my thoughts. Yeah. So on the fourth voice.
1: season is all about the eldritch terrors from H.P. Lovecraft. I do like that concept. It was very smart. Each episode dealt with a different terror. So I learned some new things. But like, um, in order for Satan not to kill Lilith, she gets him. To have sex with her while he's unconscious and in the body of a human male. And then she ends up um he's threatening to kill her if she doesn't give the baby and he's like, I'm gonna kill you when I get the baby from you. Mm-hmm. And so she made a choice to on the baby. Well,
2: that's just an average Tuesday at Planned Parenthood. Right.
1: So <laughs> that's not an average Tuesday. At Planned Parenthood. Right, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, so that was a little much for me, but I really liked the show. Um I liked the eye candy mostly. Oh my
2: god, it's the prettiest show I have ever seen and I'm not joking when I say that. Listen, it's like it I, visually just Delectable is I word. have a new, a new, a
1: new man in my life. You know what?
2: the The show's aesthetics are Jason's velvet voice, like on yes. screen. Yes, but truly, um, it's all like those jewel tones, and oh my god, Sabrina's like trademark dark red lipstick and her little. Well, what's bob, great it's all is 60s? that in the middle mm-hmm. of what
1: season two, she changes. She changes her character's outlook, like her, her, her hair. Her, mm-hmm. She looks beautiful oh my god she yeah. did such a good first of all she does a great job I know oh god, shows like that, that, that never get nominated so well. for Emmys and it's bullshit because I also think that Lilith should have gotten nominated there were so many th- I, just, I would watch anything that woman is in now I am down. Was it Miranda Otto? Is that her name?
2: I don't remember. All I know is that the girl that played Sabrina was in the Unbreakable. Oh, no, her name is
1: Michelle before. Gomez. That's her name. Bet Michelle that fitting Gomez. Name. I would I would watch her. But I have fallen in love with Sabrina's second boyfriend on the show, Nick Scratch. Really, played man? by Gavin Leatherwood. He is one of the most beautiful men that I have ever fallen in love with, and he could definitely taste the
0: biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit.
1: Cause he could that man is fine with a capital f but then they created a love interest for sabrina in hell and his uh his name is caliban and i'm assuming this must be a true story or caliban like a, is the caliban because he was made out of clay to be the prince oh, of hell
2: that's actually a son of the witch sycorax according to wikipedia oh they do bring in sycorax
1: she's in the last from a shakespeare too. play so anyway his name is um sam courtlet and he can also
0: taste the biscuit taste the goodness of the biscuit
1: spread some butter on those he's that, look at him is he not just beautiful? What a beautiful man! What a stunning man! I'm Just studying, stunning. I'm
2: looking at. I got to see a couple different.
1: Uh... I I am in love with him. And then they created a hobgoblin character. <laughs> what? Uh, who is mostly human? He's played by what I can only describe as the perfect um, aesthetically pleasing man to me. Like What's I realize that he is he is who I would date. His name is Jonathan Whitesell. And his bone structure, I'm really attracted to.
2: He has the most fascinating set of features. Oh, hey, go he's ahead. Just I stunning. see your finger. Right. Oh yeah,
1: you know, he skin.
2: He is such an, an interesting looking. Like scared. he's got those like ethereal features, yeah. kind of Tilda Swintony kind of I'm, Benedict Cumberbatchy, like I, almost alien. Yeah,
1: I I'm, so, I might have said that I would unlock my window at night if a hobgoblin that looked like him came through my window, because they don't um, make him goblin, like different Hobbit colors don't or anything, but they do have him have hobgoblin ears.
2: Oh, he's so cute in oh, the show he's a
1: adore- he's a great personality and guess whose boyfriend he turns out to be theo's our trans oh, actors boyfriend they're cute. oh they're so cute together oh they have God. such a great relationship oh yeah but uh cool. yeah he comes with all of these um um i don't know what the hell they were called it was like season three but he, he was the best part of season three he looks
2: like zoomer uh Zoomer Tate from American Horror Story. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 no, no, no.
1: The, 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 um, the
2: one that... The, I totally see his face. What is his name? Why do I not... Uh, he's from St. Louis. Something Evans. Something Evan Peters. Evan, Evan Peters, that's yes. it. I just remember that I, he posted something pro-cops during the BLM stuff, and I was like, Bill Licker! Uh, but I'd also, also still underline. let him yeah you know taste the
1: but i do oh would you like me to play that for oh him?
2: please oh my god thank you taste the biscuit. evan i'm so sorry but like for real
1: don't post good shit or bad shit like that we uh we need you to stay hotties um <laughs> yeah no i definitely don't know what it is about men that look like sam but <laughs> i okay, i'm sorry Wait, when you
2: said sam
1: the like, hobgoblin like guy.
2: like okay i thought okay i'm so sorry my head went to like I'm just so into dudes that look like Samwise Gamgee. Oh God! No. I just love myself some nuts. little blonde hobbit boys. That <laughs> that is, <laughs> it's like is, I'm really happy for you.
1: No, I <laughs> oh, mean I feel good. like we know each other enough that I can call him. Um, I'm sorry, I called him Sam. It's Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, but he is—he is just. I don't know. I love men with those features. I think it's he's very pretty. The first boy I ever kissed. Aww had those features and I wonder if that's part of it like that's so that could sweet. be it too because I was thinking about it and I was like god he looks like this guy whose name I will not reveal yeah. um because I don't know where he's at in life and I don't I don't think he listens that's very to the show but for you know you. anyway um I, I guess ethereal is a great way to put it maybe I'm attracted to a. I I just love a. I love guys somebody that like has like this bone structure it's like but I just, i was the second he came on the show, I paused it and Googled to see who he was. Spoiled everything. Did not give a shit. I wanted to know who this man was. Like Wanted I was like, to see God. under
2: his shirt, specifically the ab area. I, yeah, everything um, that I could find. The musculature, you know. He was
1: just a, this is a beautiful boy. He's very just pretty. Beautiful.
2: Like it's, it's almost, I don't want to say androgynous features, but like they're very, no, they're I think a little it is. bit more like delicate.
1: There are, yeah. No, yeah. he's got beautiful cheekbones. I'm attracted to a mm-hmm. strong cheek. Mm. Not mm. necessarily a strong jaw, but definitely a strong cheek, which I think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm done. for Oh, I for think him.
2: they're pretty, yeah. He's pretty. And you know what?
1: Speaking so pretty. of pretty, we oh. did not talk about the fact that, that I have the Malabar set up for you.
2: It is very pretty. I keep and and
1: I made you cups. a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we, we really love Malibu. Mm-hmm. It's a real song, but it's not about Malibu it's about like malibu the beach
2: it's about malibu if you want it
1: to be juicy. it is it is you know anyway so i made you a strawberry malibu and orange juice more asmr how how is it
2: it's about halfway done by <laughs> now because um, it's
1: pretty tasty uh, it was really good right
2: i like uh i like drinks that shouldn't be marketed because kids might drink them because mm. they're so sweet and taste like you know, good candy, but this is delicious. Yeah, I'm a very, very picky drinker. So like, good for you. And when I said you nailed it at the first time, I was like, my God, that's actually really impressive.
1: I wish that I had a lime for you. I'm out of limes, which really pisses me off. I totally forgot that I did limes. We
2: can get another lime another time.
1: Now you have chosen to help me out. Um, In past episodes, uh, I believe it was Pamela and Tao tried it first and then Pam, Guesty bestie Pam, other Pam that you know, and uh, Tracy tried it second, and then we made Kyle try it last, and now we're down to the final can of the Sunny D Vodka Seltzer, and you are gonna try it. And I first question I said, do you have any allergies to aspartame?
2: I don't, but I do have an allergy to seltzer, and let me tell you why, it's because people, and this is this, this is meant to thing? be offensive, no. Oh, I was like, Jesus. I mean, it is cool. an emotional, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a trigger. Um, People that drink seltzer water only drink it because they hate themselves. Oh, God. I, uh, I, I'm i so sorry, like but I'm also not. For you, the
1: most part, I really I, don't.
2: There, It's like, I'm sure everybody's heard this joke, but it's like seltzer water. If you want to drink a LaCroix, it's like somebody just took a big bite of a peach and then burped it into your mouth after uh, you drank it's some bubbly so water. gross, but accurate. It's, right? It's like, I want to drink something that makes me hate everything with flavor. I definitely
1: don't like seltzer water. Like, I don't like that. I want
2: a drink that tastes like already chewed gum that i got from under (laughs) a desk it's so delightful like i would
1: suggest popping open your can of liquid death as a chaser for that sunny d when you take a sip
2: you know i was going to use the cocktail that you made as a chaser but i feel like that's an offense to the cocktail so i'm going to go ahead and use liquid
1: we like liquid death here too (gasps) liquid Um,
2: death did you say i
1: did oh
2: my gosh tell me about liquid death what is this so
1: wonderful it's canned water
2: well, this magical elixir just looks straight up flindiferous. That's a word I made up just for liquid death.
1: I appreciate it. You know, I was in a meeting on the on the on the interwebs,
2: oh. and I was
1: sipping on a can of liquid death. They thought I was having a a, a, a cocktail. A cocktail. They said, they said, "What are you drinking over there? Is that liqueur?" And I said, "No, it's the liquid death."
2: And then they said you're gonna be the liquid death of me. And then the <laughs> Golden Girls theme played.
1: And then we got sued for playing it on the and podcast. They, and they said, they said, why is it called Liquid Death? And I said because it murders your thirst, because that's their slogan. It's mountain
2: water, natural artesian. water. Artesian Murder your thirst. I went right into British you did. after that because it was that's like fine. it was important. Pop that can
1: open i love oh, like we were talking God. before honestly before you came on can. about how much you like liquid death too like just because it's a good water it's, it's like a good water vaping from the it's top just really good pam's always like it's expensive and i was like eh you pay for quality
2: it's expensive and it's no, plastics. It's no did plastic did you know did you know that plastic recycling isn't really a thing yeah it's uh, yeah the,
1: like, we stopped yeah, caring skin. about plastic recycling now Good. Nobody I mean, cares about it. It doesn't we're, do we're, anything. It's we're not filling useful. Filling landfills with water bottles and, and funko, funko pops. pops. <laughs> hey, <laughs> here we go.
2: If you had the air horn sound. I don't, I don't have one of those. I used to have the app that would do it, and then Dan made me get rid of it because we're married.
0: Oh, well,
2: that's. <laughs> it was abusive of me. I oh. abused the app. Oh, well, Just anytime I that would make sense. a joke. And he'd. Be like, mm-hmm. Mm-mm.
1: Okay. Um, while you're getting ready to pop that open, you know what mm-hmm. we forgot to do? And I said, hey, remind me. You forgot to say our pronouns. We have got to get better oh, at it.
2: Oh, my God. My pronouns are I slash forgot. Ah, Honest it. to God, that could be, like, with my, with my severe ADH date. I mean,
1: mine are he, him.
2: And mine are they, them.
1: Perfect. We're going to get better at this at least you know what i have been doing is putting them in the show notes so that when you look at the episode you can see what the pronouns are so i've been doing that but i've just got to get better about asking people we're getting there it's a learning process
2: i think part of it too is that you know the people that come onto your podcast so so you probably know their pronouns so you're like oh everybody else should know their pronouns you should know my pronouns audience that doesn't even say me
1: right i don't know all right are you ready i'm so pop open that last disgusting can you do not have to finish it okay
2: take a big sniff Smells like a, <laughs> okay, I have a weird sense of smell, like it's very particular and I can like, I can nail smells very well, like scent very well, like, oh, that's very eucalyptusy with a little bit of jasmine. It's just a weird superpower oh, of mine. It's, it's superpower. very artisanal and very useless. I love um, that you say artisanal. Thank you. I like it's, I think it's because I read that word like, you know, two minutes right. ago and now right. I'm like, it's a big word that I know to be impressive. Um, but yeah, my sense of smell is pretty strong, but there's not the much scent to it it smells kind of almost like um perfumey like yeah. it, it smells like a perfume Listen, here's fruit.
1: here's what we know they are never going to sponsor this show as much as i've trashed this liquor in the past few episodes
2: well we know it's gluten-free i'm, I'm gonna read a couple things on the on the can here because it's important to be edumacated. It is, it is. Um, it does say, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages that are made from seltzer water because they hate themselves and their baby will hate <laughs> themselves if they drink it. Are
1: so, you really going to read the pregnant warning? And you you took me by surprise. I,
2: th- I mean, that's what the can says. That's the I'm can just says. reading what the can that's says. Um, I just, I wanted to see, okay, it doesn't have the ingredients because I was like, how much real juice is in this? It I just wondered. says it
1: has real juice, uh, but I, I I would say, taste it and then tell me if you taste real juice.
2: Well, it has zero protein, but I'll drink
1: it anyway. Okay, That's here it. we go. Here okay. we go. Brrr. Take a thing, Sniff. That home. was my drum roll. Brrr. Oh, it was
2: that kitty cat is trying its hardest.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Here we go. Oh my God. I dripped on your table. Okay. okay. That is a fascinating flavor. What is happening? It is not
1: good. It is sugar water with a dollop of orange candle scent.
2: Okay. i got a little bit a little bit a little bit of sparkle in my throat there um it is like i don't think i've ever tasted anything that has a flavor that's so like divided like i can taste four different things but they don't work together at all it's literally like you said like um like a sugar water and mm-hmm. then somebody took like citric acid mm. and then like belched orange at it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's much more flavorful than I thought it was going to be. Cause seltzer water is usually like, yeah. <laughs> it's flavor. But does it
1: taste like there's any actual sunny D in that, in that can? Cause I remember drinking sunny D as a kid and I'm sure you had sunny D as a kid. Again, sunny it's got D the has belch a t- of
2: a sunny D flavor. Yeah,
1: but it does not taste like sunny D does it? Also, where's the real juice set in there? Is I it think just it's a, just citric acid. They just took it out of
2: it. Okay. I can get some Sunny D in it, honestly. I can kind of taste it a tiny bit. I
1: said it would probably like, be better if you just took Sunny D and mixed it with vodka and some seltzer water and made your own. Most things are, to be fair. Yeah. But, like,
2: like yeah, this is just. Uh, it's like they. It's like you're drinking one drink and then you swash another drink at the same time. <laughs> like, it doesn't taste like one beverage. It's very. And it's
1: not enjoyable.
2: It's like.
1: You've taken more of that than any other guest.
2: Well, I have to be able to take apart the flavor notes because I have been reading salt, fat, acid, heat.
1: Um, And so I know
2: everything about cooking now. Um, I don't remember most of the things that I know, but that's okay. Um, No, I'm actually not great at cooking. ADD will do that. It is, um, I think if I were really, really thirsty, I would drink it and it would be okay. But if I have my choice of beverage, I'd probably be like, somebody find a cat to come onto this table and like knock it over.
1: Yeah. I feel like you give that to people you hate.
2: You give it to people you hate because it makes them think like, oh, it's Sunny D. That's so nice. And it's got like a nice enough flavor to where they put, effort into it yeah but they're
1: like oh it's, gonna it's be, like an underhanded it's gonna be a compliment back to like oh i love sunny d it's a trick
2: like oh you look like you've really uh grown into yourself yeah. like that's the kind of compliment this mm. drink gives like or like oh you look a lot more um full you know <laughs> your hair looks small <laughs> <laughs> well
0: wow,
2: you look well wintered that's what somebody well said wintered. to my mom once and i was Ooh. like oh she's gonna murder you today
1: oh uh, yeah No, go ahead and and, uh, clear your palate with... uh, Cleanse your palate with liquid death. Cleanse
2: your palate. Murder the Sunny D vodka seltzer. It's just not
1: good, right? I'm so glad that you finally finished the last can. I can dump it down the drain where it belongs and we can all move on from this horrible experience.
2: I will say if somebody subscribes to your Patreon for like the highest here you can, I'll down one of these in one big drink on air. Oh yeah,
1: that would be a hundred dollars. Uh, if you have to do it for three months to get all the benefits.
2: Mm-hmm, that's fine, yeah, yeah, you can get a video of it. I don't mind, yeah, it'd be great. I would
1: absolutely do a special episode mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah. I would love $300. But while I was taking my little, little gaycation as I called it, so cute. Um, i finished up finally i think we had talked about this before but i had finished up um the good fight which i really love on paramount plus Plus. and um one of the characters who i love she's a, a great broadway actress named um oh my god my sarah mclaughlin it's not sarah mclaughlin
2: <laughs> joe biden, biden. That's some trivia like, night I advice. Remember? If you ever go to a trivia night, oh, yeah. answer every question. Joe Biden, people love it.
1: Christine Baranski. Damn, Same I could Baranski. not get it out. Anyway, it in the show, Christine Baranski started doing some ketamine treatments. They were doing; uh, she was doing microdosing, and like the effects were kind of weird and bizarre and kind of funny. But hmm. I was we we're friends on the book, and you had started talking about how you were doing some ketamine treatments. You
2: mm-hmm. call them ketamine yeah. treatments? Yeah, just ketamine treatments. Literally ketamine
1: treatments. And I was like, hey. I want to learn more about this. I don't plan on doing it myself because I don't. I'm I'm good, but I am interested in hearing your take on it because I asked you before we started. I said, "Is it microdosing?" And you said, "No, it's more like medium dosing." Yes, yeah, so dosing. can you talk a little bit? Because I just think this is such an interesting thing. Because when we think of ketamine, we think of Special K, which is <laughs> it's just a sounds like such a good series. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Isn't ketamine like a horse tranquilizer?
2: Um. So ketamine originally started as a um. What's the word that just in my brain? Um, is like something you use on surgery to mm-hmm. like. It starts with an A. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. I think okay. So. Okay. Um, it, it started like that. Um, you would give it to people to help them like dissociate from pain because it is mm-hmm. a very strong dissociative drug. Okay. Um, so maybe like it could have been used to like with horses. I don't I really don't know. know. I call um,
1: people special K. Um, okay, like I know special brain. K
2: was like a party drug at one point, right. which so I kind of understand as a, now. As a party drug. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, so um, yes, I am doing ketamine treatments uh, specifically to address like uh, depression and anxiety. And okay. ketamine has a really, really, really absurdly like eighty to ninety something percent success rate in treating depression, especially treatment-resistant depression.
1: Is it? So I have lots of questions. Oh yeah. yeah and I we can excited. talk about your journey and stuff like that. Is would you? When you think about ketamine as a as a successive treatment, you said mm-hmm. successful treatment, which makes me question, is it successful because you have to continuously do it for the rest of your life, or mm-hmm. does it eventually you don't have to do it anymore because you're I don't want to say cured to depression because I'm You're possible, cured. But, so it is a continuous treatment?
2: Um, it's kind of up for debate. It's sort of a person-by-person basis. So in general, um, psychiatric treatments, like there is really a lot of times there aren't a lot of one size fits all things so like what what one person might need for ketamine treatments another person might need a lot more and another person might need a lot less my understanding is that you should do top-ups every couple months ideally but i've also heard of people that did like a regimen of treatments over a few months and then stopped and they've been incredible ever
1: since so walk me through okay you do you do this with a licensed Counselor, do you do it at home? Do you do it in an office? Like, how do you? How do you? Um,
2: you find somebody on the street and you say you got some nose clams and they say I got those nose clams and then you pay them in gold. Excellent. Um, and boiled denim. Oh. Yeah. Um, I watch way too much Always Sunny and people that do will know. Um, so. There are a couple of ways to do it. There are clinics in Missouri where mm-hmm. you can go in person. And my understanding is that those have a lot stronger infusions. And so now I'm like, I want to go to the clinics and get the strong infusions. Gotcha. Um, because I like the feeling of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say like, I like drugs. But like, right, but I it's... like THC. Um, And like, I I don't know, I, I, I love the idea of psychedelics. I like the idea of pushing your brain into places that it's never been. Mm-hmm. Um, my treatments are at home through an app that I will not name drop, That's okay. I suppose. That's um, good.
1: Yeah, we're okay so, with that. I
2: mean, I think there's only like one or two. So. Did you
1: research the topic, though, before you just were like, hey, give yes. me these? Um, I,
2: love psychedel- I, I love drugs as a concept in general. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say I love drugs because, honestly, I haven't really done many. Right, like. Right.
1: <laughs> So, okay, on the show, when mm-hmm. Diane was doing the microdosing, like, yes. she did it on her own first. Mm-hmm. And then in the last season, she actually goes someplace where they do um, the treatments. And they, mm-hmm. um, I think it's an injection with her.
2: Interesting. Okay. But I
1: don't remember I don't remember. So
2: you remember. can get an injection, you can get an IV. The IV is the most it's common. The IV, that's what she does. And then you it's can the also IV. do um the nasal spray. Okay. Or nasal sprays. You spray. can do nasal sprays. I got okay.
1: tablets that you just let dissolve. Oh, okay. So it's mm-hmm. almost like ecstasy i mean i
2: i haven't done it but i really want to okay um yes that is an open appeal um like i said i just there's a show called hamilton's pharmacopoeia it is a documentary series by a chemist and journalist named hamilton morris and Mm -hmm. he looks like if adam driver and my partner had a weird baby and um i'm weirdly very attracted to him and i don't understand why and i'm very afraid of it
1: maybe it's Um, the it's the baby you gotta think for facial construction I I don't know
2: every time Dan sees him he's like my sweet boy I hope he's eating oh my god um
1: (laughs) okay so you researched it
2: um yes I I learned about like ketamine as a treatment through that show um the show was about like psychedelic drugs essentially like the chemistry the culture around them highly recommend the show actually Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal and actually really interesting and entertaining um I researched it, and I, like I said a couple times already, have very, very big ADD, and that means that I like to go through my uh, little, like, rabbit holes of research. Sure, you get hyper-focused. Oh, my God, hours on everything. Um, Ketamine, I did a little less research than most things on, honestly, because the, the science is all really strong. Like, there's really not much to research in terms of, like, does it work? Does it work differently for different people?
1: Nope, it pretty much works really well for most people, like... So when you decided to do it, did you talk to... Because I know that you have a therapist. We've Mm -hmm. talked about this just in in life. But did you speak with your therapist before?
2: Yes. Okay. So my therapist actually, um, like, she is one of the people who did a lot of research for psilocybin, so shrooms, uh-huh. um, to be used therapeutically. I haven't done them, but I'm ready to do them in January. <laughs> um, like like I said, I like that. Um, so she is a big fan of psychedelics for therapeutic uses. Um, uh-huh. I've been seeing this therapist for like two and a half, three, probably like three years, which feels it feels like it's been so much longer because she's just the best. But um, I brought it up to her because I got an ad on the book, weirdly enough. The book knows. And you know, the
1: book like, knows.
2: when when the Zuck machine has ads for mental health, that's mm-hmm. obviously a reason to, to do that. To do yep. the, the book says, here, take this drug, this, this psychedelic drug, and you will have no more sad feels. And I right. say, okay, I do. Um, I didn't want to do it because it's like, Twelve hundred dollars or something it's pretty expensive which for a medical treatment not expensive right um like guessing
1: your insurance didn't cover it
2: um no but insurance does cover it sometimes oh interesting. and there's another treatment that isn't drug related that i want to get that insurance will cover it's transcranial magnetic something it's for OCD. it's really interesting in another topic um but yeah ketamine is starting to slowly get potentially covered Mm -hmm. by insurance um mine didn't cover it my insurance is also kind of garbage Um, but yeah, I, I asked my therapist, like, do you think this would work? And she was like, oh my God, yes, this is. This would be really great for you if you want to do it. And so I kind of hemmed and hawed and I was like, I don't know, it's expensive. And then my partner bought a $700 electric piano. And I was like, I'm going to use the same money to buy ketamine for myself because I'm so, really sad.
1: <laughs> is it mail order ketamine? Is that? Um,
2: actually, yeah. So um,
1: <laughs> it's pretty great, right? You
2: can get drugs in the mail now. Okay. You can't even do that with marijuana. This
1: is true. Isn't this that is st- true? Like, it's so bizarre. It's
2: the strangest thing in the world. Like, I, so full disclosure for listeners, I worked in the cannabis industry. You did. Um, so I know that pretty well, and it's just that the regulations are bizarre. Considering again, I can get mail order ketamine,
1: Special K, right? Um, from a doctor. Um, What's is it? Yeah. A, do they have like a set dosage? I'm assuming it's got to be like a kind of.
2: Um, so before you do anything, um, you like fill out this big questionnaire on the website, and then you submit it and. You schedule a date to talk with a like clinician, and okay. it's just like a video meeting kind sure. of thing. And they go over like your medical records and whatnot, and they ask if you have any, you know, particular issues that could be an issue for ketamine in particular. If that was repetitive. That's fine. I'm oh, no, intelligent. It makes sense. Um, so you do that. Um, the guy that I spoke with was really knowledgeable about ketamine, which I would hope so, right? Um, uh, he asked me about like my psychiatric history. He asked me about like, um, do you have any history of trauma? What is the like history of trauma? Do you have particular triggers? Do you have things that you want to achieve with this? Um, and like I triggered myself talking about my triggers, which is really funny because most things I'm okay with when it comes to triggers. But this one topic I was like,
1: "Eh." yeah, he was like, we don't have to talk about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, that's good though. I mean, because it does show. That you're not just taking it because you want to get ketamine.
2: Right. And I think some people, like on Reddit, people say that some people do that. And I'm like, that's absurd. Because first of all, I would say it's moderate at the highest dose that this particular Mm -hmm. app offers. Um, Again, I think infusions tend to be way higher in dosages. Sure. Um, I think I started with like 400 milligrams. That was my first round. And then last weekend I did 600, I want to say. It was either six or seven. I think it was actually 700. Do they
1: increase the dosage or is that something that you... Have to ask for so
2: um you do your first like they give you like a an intro dosage which i think like i said was like 400 or 400. Mm-hmm. 400 milligrams something like that and um after you talk with your clinician they send it to you they go through the process of what it is like how you take it very 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 elaborately and intricately and to the t and then they have you repeat it so that you know exactly what you're doing and it's really simple um so they mail it to you, they say to give yourself about like seven days before you actually like make the plan to do it. Because when you do it with this particular app, um, you also have a check in with a guide and a guide is somebody that's like, In this particular app they can be like a wellness coach or a counselor or anything i personally stay away from wellness coaches Um, guides are there to help you check in before you start um, help you talk intentions which intentions are a big thing i can talk about next Um, and then they kind of go over everything medically with you like they're not registered to be you know to give out medical advice but they make sure that Mm -hmm. you're doing everything that you said you would do before your first dosage okay Um, and they check in with your like
1: clinician that talked to you as well before you get into intentions how often do you do the dosing is it a daily thing is it every couple of days is it when you feel like you need it amazing um (laughs) so uh
2: ideally i think it's about once a week you can do it more or less honestly um i wouldn't want to do it less uh I'm kind of trying to figure out the schedule for myself right now, because after your first treatment, um, or you could even call it a trip after your first trip, um, you can kind of do it at your own pace. You don't have to meet with your guide. Um, The first one is really, again, just to establish that everything is being done safely and correctly. Um, I want to keep doing it weekly and you get, I think, six or seven sessions with this particular app. Um, Mm -hmm. some people like go longer, some people go shorter. Like I said, I have the feeling I'll probably transition to like an in-clinic thing, depending on my next, what? for trips
1: so when you have the the person that your guide which mm-hmm. i that's an interesting term right? right it's a guide for a trip so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. oh um, my god that's so cute i didn't even think of that you're so clever I'm clever, velvet but, voice and
2: clever the ugh, whole package um what's me. the name of the hobgoblin man that you jonathan, love jonathan i'm just gonna call him the, jonathan call jason he's the whole package
1: <laughs> so when you're so you don't I guess what I'm thinking in my mind, and please correct me, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the guide's going to be there not just to do all that base stuff, but the guide's going to be there like with me while I dose Mm -hmm. and be there to make sure that I come out of the dose the right, (laughs) healthy, I guess, and do those things. So is that not the case? The guide just is like, all right, cool. And then they bounce.
2: It's not the case. I'm
1: the case. (laughs) They
2: said (laughs) very wittily into the microphone. Um, so in this situation with this app, the guide is just a person that you do a video chat with before you start and then you do a video chat with when you end. That's it. They kind of let you peace out. However, um, I can describe, if you'd like, kind of the process of doing the trip itself because you do have to have somebody present while you are doing the trip. But it's yeah, yeah. Because
1: you were to talk about intentions and yes. I think I guess that would probably lead probably into the, the whole concept of yeah. like, how does the, uh, how do I don't I guess trip is the right word. Yeah, it's
2: it's and it sounds so weird to say Because I, I would be like um,
1: into the therapy session, but like I guess trip is the right word because you're tripping on K. So I mean,
2: yeah, and, and it's like so. Okay, I'll I'll do the description because I have so much to say about the the process itself because it does sound like it is just like you know, it, it's special K. But if you approach it correctly, and this is how I feel about a lot of psychedelics, mm-hmm. do not take this as advice medically ever, please, or anything that I'm saying, this is not medical advice. I am not a medician. Di- I'm, I'm not a medician A
1: medical professional, I think mm-hmm. is what they say in a- the, uh, in the yeah. TV adverts.
2: Yeah, in the <laughs> lawyer things. Yeah. Um, so that's our legal clause. Um, so when you get the actual ketamine in the mail, it comes in this for this app, this big fancy box, and I love it. It's so mm-hmm. it's so cozy. It's got like a fabric coating, and it's kind of like the jersey cotton, so it's sort of ooh, soft. Nice. And I, love it's I love a jersey. I love a jersey. Comes cotton. with like this really. Oh, he loves a <laughs> jersey. I love a jersey. It's got cotton. this really cozy, like um, not, soft, not velvety. Not sheets though. Because I get too
1: hot. But ooh, I like a jersey- no sheets. Yeah. You
2: gotta you you gotta stay away from yeah. synthetics with sheets. Yeah. You gotta go percale. You gotta go cotton. Anyways, anyway. even then, cotton will soak you. Um, but I mean, soaked sheets are not a bad thing all the time. But ouch. <laughs> so. Um, the little box has, like, this really luxurious, uh, like, eye mask that has, like, little foam bits in it to kind of fully cover your eyes. It's really cozy, actually. Oh, so
1: you have to put a mask on? You
2: don't have to, but... Um, Does it help? It helps a lot to me because okay. um, during the treatment, for me, I never, like, completely lost my touch of self. Like, I didn't ever get, like, an ego death kind of thing, which I, I crave the ego death. I can what's talk
1: about... E- what's an ego death?
2: So ego death is basically the dissolution of... The self with the body. So, like, as we're sitting here in gabbing with Gason's kitchen, um, <laughs> like we, I'm moving my hands He's around. Studio.
1: And,
2: oh, our, our studio. Oh, it's artisanal studio. <laughs>
1: water.
2: Malibu studio. Ooh, Malibu studios. God, I they it.
1: would give us the money.
2: God, you could get a big old sign. This is Malibu
1: Ugh, the Malibu studio. We're live in the Malibu studio. Ooh.
2: I want it to look like the birdcage like, <laughs> yeah okay that's my f- I'm I'm not even sorry I love it um <laughs> so Basically, like it comes with this box that has a journal that comes with it. Uh, oh, uh, ego death! Oh my God, ADD. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> I
1: get you death. back on track.
2: Thank you. It's all like, fine. It, that's what Adderall does for me. It, I, I'll I'll go. I'll drive past where I was supposed to stop, and then I'll stop and I'll back up. That's what Adderall all does. Good. I'm I'm learning. You know, I'm, I have
1: do have several friends with ADD or ADHD, and I know that I have never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have lots of the same symptoms, and I should probably go to checked out at some point. And that's that's on the list of things to do oh my
2: god i would love to like if you ever want to explore it like on a podcast, I don't know if that's like crossing yeah, boundaries I mean, for you. No, I don't. I am not like an ADD expert. There's some things I've
1: said on this show that people are like, "Damn, you were honest about some stuff." And there's some stuff that, like, if you want to get some of the juicy and stuff, you have to be a Patreon supporter because there's some stories dripping with rum up in here. <laughs> but um, so no, it, and and as a as a tr- you know my job as a corporate trainer or corporate facilitator, yeah. like we've got to be able to have conversations with people who do mm-hmm. have ADHD and how do how do you bring them back in after they have hyper focused on something? Oh, uh, you
2: have to so, have Dan on here at some point because you know. he does like tra- he makes the training for trainers for oh most so he's players. an
1: instructional designer
2: yeah oh my god thank you like gotcha. yeah I think and he does the teaching himself a lot too which is sure. always so funny to see because he is not that kind of person in real yeah. life and I'm like you're a little fucking liar you little slut oh. <laughs> but yeah no so okay. anyway okay
1: yeah.
2: so ego death um ego like death. right now we're aware that like we're here in this room talking with each other mm-hmm. and like you don't have to be hyper aware of everything all the time but you're kind of just on autopilot and you're doing whatever sure um. Ego death is when you, your consciousness is not associated with your body anymore. Like you're, you're alive, obviously, like mm-hmm. you're breathing and everything, but like you do not identify with anything that you can feel, hear, see, or touch. It's not like you go like sensory blind, but it's like your brain just goes, oh my God. I am connected to everything. It's very much a religious Mm. experience. Um, Okay,
1: so that's the kind of ego that you're talking about, like with the the Um, ego. I got you. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a
2: it's it's a very like real neurological process that happens. Though, Mm -hmm. Um, I was telling my therapist, like, give me the ego to that one, and she's like, oh, sweaty. That's a little soon for you. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." no, the dosages that I'm on probably won't get that. And I can get into like the experiences on the dosages that I've taken, because I've taken two doses and it's going to be the same dose that I'm on right now mm-hmm. for the rest of my experience. Um, so you get your little box with your journal, um, because you're supposed to journal after each trip. Um,
1: okay. Do you do before each trip too, or um, just, at just the, after at the, okay. I
2: like to like, sometimes I'll take a few notes like beforehand, like I'll be like, I have a headache or mm-hmm. I mean, again, I've only done it twice, so I'm pretty much an expert. Um, <laughs> like, I'll take a few notes if I feel like it's something that I need to remember or, like, I had a shitty day or whatever. Um, I think there's, like, one of the two times I took a couple quick little notes in there. But um, the first time I journaled after the trip, it was, like, half a page or a page or something. The second time was, like, eight pages. Um, Wow. second time was really cool. Oh, it's the most delightful. So um, you get your little box. It's got your face mask your journal. It's got like a little instructional booklet kind of thing just mm-hmm. to remind you of everything you're supposed to do. It has a blood pressure monitor because you're supposed to like take your blood pressure before you start and then when you end because ketamine often will raise your heart rate. So if okay. you're prone so to- spike it up, yeah. Yeah, if you have like arrhythmia or if you have any cardiac issues, probably not wanna do ketamine, it's not very safe. Sure. Um, ideally, you shouldn't even really be on any stimulants. Mm-hmm. I need my Adderall, otherwise I can't really function. Like for me, my ADD is so severe that like emotionally i am a wreck without treatment for the most part um therapy helps but like medication is the best sure um i take it in the morning and then like the ketamine i do in the nighttime now um the ketamine itself doesn't usually give me side effects like at all um but you take nausea medicine usually before ketamine you don't have to but i've heard it's really not great if you don't so Mm. i've taken it each time maybe i won't take it at one point but we'll see i have a I don't really have a sensitive stomach for the most part, but I really don't want to ruin my trip. But the medicine that I use for the nausea makes me super drowsy for like a day after, sure. which kind of sucks. That would make sense. Um, a lot of
1: well, a lot of nausea medicine is like that, but
2: yeah. I didn't know that uh, this is one that I think people take for chemo pretty often too. Mm. So it's it's a little hardcore. Ketamine is really bad for your digestive system like it will upset your tummy a lot and it will like kill off a lot of your bacteria and flora Mm -hmm. and whatnot Um, so the actual treatment itself are two little like powdery kind of grainy tablets and you you pull your 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 lip down and you put in between your lip and your gum Oh, you don't
1: put it under your tongue no you put it
2: between your membranes so between your gums and your like inner mouth and you leave it there for seven minutes with your head tilted forward um, so that you don't like swallow, swallow any of your it. spit. Cause again, it just wrecks your system. Um, oh, wow. so I okay. like to just like do like the sit and reach kind of stretches sort mm-hmm. of thing whenever I wait for it. Um, again, the reason my therapist recommended this particular app is because it comes with like curated playlists specifically for trips. Oh, and so it has
1: like different, is it music? or just, Yeah, it's okay.
2: very like new agey spa kind of. Sure. Yeah. That's my rendition. Um, you should charge <laughs> extra for that. Uh, like, it, and it has different types of things. Like some are like sound bath bells and some of them are just sort of the new agey ha sound or whatever. Or
1: like nature sounds. Yeah. And yeah. I haven't
2: done that one quite yet. Um, like I, I'm pretty picky about sounds in general. Sure. Um, and for the first seven minutes they have like some sort of speaker that's doing some sort of motivational speech and so you can do a session that's themed like the it's a seven minute speech because you're supposed to hold your medicine in for seven minutes um and they can't swallow it all or no ideally not like it's really not difficult honestly because you're tilted forward like that and i'm just focusing on i just imagine
1: that your mouth would be filling with the life off
2: um the first time it didn't and uh that was a funny story. The second time it did, but I liked it better for that reason, because the medicine gets totally, um, dissolved
1: Evolved. that way. Yeah. The
2: first time, um, I didn't get quite enough spit in my mouth because I think I just had some anxiety because sure. like, why not? Yeah. And like the one on my left, um, was just not wanting to dissolve. So I kind of used my finger outside of my mouth to sort of just gently massage it. I didn't know that my gums were really, really numb. So the next day I had a huge canker sore there and I was like, I can't believe ketamine gave me, can-. oh no, I just rubbed a I rubbed sandpaper pill on my gum and yeah. it gave me a sore. So I thought I was like allergic or something, but nope. Uh, it just numbed me and I didn't realize it.
1: And then, okay. So you start to do that. You're supposed to have somebody <laughs> with you. So I'm assuming your partner was with you.
2: Um, yeah, but he, don't tell anybody the second time he wasn't with me. He was okay. watching our dogs who will scream all the time. And I don't want them to scream during my trip. Cause it sure. does kind of take you out and I have noise canceling headphones. Um, so he was there. Um, you put in for seven minutes, uh, person does a little like speech which by the way they had a jordan b peterson one and i did email the company and ask them if they could consider (laughs) removing that because he is a christian nationalist white supremacist anti-lgbt piece of human garbage wow
1: that was a lot said um Um, okay
2: he also went into a meat coma and had to be like no he he got sick from meat and then had to be put in a coma in russia because he's stupid don't listen to jordan b peterson i do mean offense if you do i love you though still i don't love him (laughs) i want him to step on legos oh. um, he's a bad bad man I, yeah I, terrible I got that report. so oh yeah oh i'd love to come on here and talk about him sometime. it's so much fun anyways um if you like andrew tate you'll love jordan b peterson oh, yeah. two d- opposite vibes same concepts though which is very Ugh. interesting it's like if you act like you're intellectual you'll love jordan b peterson but you're really just it's fine um so I emailed them to ask them to remove that please because i don't want to hear kermit the frog tell me that i can do better in my life because that's what jordan may peterson sounds like um a lot of the speeches are really nice at seven minutes a like kind of chime goes off and that tells you to spit the medicine out because you don't swallow it so you get your little spit cup ready um they say you can like Use a sports drink if you want to like swizzle out the flavor because it's very bitter. I was gonna say it probably it's not a awful. terrible flavor honestly, and again I'm very very picky, but like it's not the worst. But it's like bleh, bleh, bleh. Mm-hmm. um it doesn't linger like a lot of flavors do. But I just take like Powerade and gargle it and then spit it out and then I'm like all right let's go giddy up partner. This is kind of what I tell I'm like buckle up buckaroo and then I pop my little is it- eye mask on
1: is it pretty quick that the trip starts to take effect or does it take a few moments to kind of really <sighs> it's hit interesting your brain?
2: um it's hard to say I definitely know that like it is very much a a hero's journey kind of like it goes up and then you hit your climax and then it goes slowly down and mm-hmm. then you're out um the first time I did it I had a actually pretty good understanding of how much time it was taking, which again is really rare because I'm super time blind in general. Um, ideally the a session is about 45 minutes to an hour at most. Um, so it's very quick. Like a lot of people, like I thought it was going to be like a couple hours or something, mm-hmm. but it's literally like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Um, you take it the first time I did it. I had my eyes closed after the seven minutes and I just kind of got cozy and laid back. And maybe about five minutes after that initial seven minutes, I feel like with my eyes closed, I kind of sort of had some slight visual anomalies, like almost like little waves in like my blackness that I was seeing, you know, with the eyes closed. Um, And I probably hit the climax of the experience at about 25 to 30 minutes. And it lasted maybe like, five to 10 minutes at its highest. And then honestly, the first time it dropped off very quickly, like Mm. almost within five minutes. Um, I was really bored by the end of the first one actually. And I was like, God, I really, really hope that like a timer goes off or something. I was told that like a chime is supposed to go off at the end of like an hour or something, but it didn't for me that time. But my partner was told at the 45 minute mark to like gently touch my shoulder and kind of get me back up and say, hey, it's time to meet with your guide in 15 minutes. And so then you journal and then you meet with your guide. Um, My guide was really nice, but like, I've done so much therapy that I was like, girl, I got this, but thank you. and then you just kind of are done with it. Like the, again, the first What's, time it was very quick.
1: Is there a side effects like the next day? Is there a lingering effect? Like what <laughs> would somebody expect after the trip? Before we so, start talking about what you experienced on the Oh,
2: you're good. Um, so the side effects, like I said, I only had side effects from the nausea medicine the next day, which I'm just really drowsy. And then, oh God, ugh, I did it uh, this past Saturday and I did it. I think I started five o'clock by 15. Um, Dan left to go hang out with like um, some for the Ethical Society of Missouri. He joined finally, so excited. Um, He left about like 6:30, I want to say, and I was so tired. I could not crochet. I could not watch TV. Barely. I was just exhausted. I really think it was from the nausea medicine, not the ketamine. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, like, for Dan, got me out of it about like. 45 minutes after my second session and um, (laughs) when he like tapped my shoulder to get me out of it I was very much still tripping and didn't really realize it that much until I went outside with him to take the dogs out and I was like oh my god everything is so pretty (laughs) like it was the most funnest i've ever had being outside like i saw the clouds in the sky and gasped and i was like i forgot how many colors are in clouds not like i was seeing colors that aren't there but like um like i went to art school and you know you learned that like white isn't just white if you're looking at a cloud it's white yellow gray purple pink whatever Mm -hmm. like it's got a lot of layers and i could see those a little bit more vividly and i was just like oh my god it's so beautiful and then the way that clouds move and they're at different levels in the air like just it was incredible oh my god i had a breakdown because there were like you know like little holes in the dirt where bumblebee bumblebees live i was like dan we have a bumblebee hole did you know that i didn't know what those were for a long time and i learned there's a bumble that lives in here i love them they're like little pandas they're so gentle oh and then i was like oh my god dan oh my god i have to i have to scoop dog waste i'm not gonna say the word and then he was like what what and i was like because i'm never gonna feel this good doing it ever again and i feel so happy so now i'm gonna have a good memory scooping dog you know stuffs Um,
1: what okay so the the benefits Mm mm-hmm what how how is it beneficial to do the dose of ketamine like and i think that's where i'm struggling with is like Mm -hmm. i get the idea of going on a trip and being high basically and having that moment of clarity that sounds like a good word to use it's
2: exactly the word that was in my brain okay basically what
1: what do you think is the like how is it helping you dealing with your anxiety and Mm -hmm. your past traumas so far and i know you just started Mm -hmm. but like what is the benefit? Is my question. Oh, I love this part. Um Again, my partner <laughs> I'm is such like, an interviewer.
2: You're so good at it, I am, and I'm I an actually overtalker. am. Like literally, like so modest and like. <laughs> I'm very humble.
1: Know, so humble. <laughs> I love it.
2: No, you are honestly for the amount of talent and like just the the, the vivaciousness that you have. You're very humble because Thank you. you just. You are a delightful human person. I am
1: a delightful gay. I love
2: that for you. Um, So neuroplasticity is the word of the day.
1: Neuroplasticity. Did I (laughs) say it right? Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity.
2: Neuroplasticity.
1: Neuroplasticity. Plasticity.
2: It's you're so close, and you know what? I'm gonna give it to you. Thanks. Neuroplasticity.
1: Neuroplasticity.
2: You're so. You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You did really, really well, and I'm very happy. I'm mad. I'm neuroplasticity. To it. Neuro- now I'm like afraid that I'm not saying it right. neuroplast Plasticity. 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 Like, pl- plasticity. like
1: neuroplasticity. yay I don't ever ask me to say it again.
2: It's perfect, it was great. Um, say neuroplasticity, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, so neuroplasticity is a concept that has been studied pretty hard the past like 15 years especially. I think the concept has been around maybe 20 years, that might be a little bit, it might be newer than that. Um, when we were in like the 90s and early 2000s, you know, people would always say, you only have so many brain cells, you gotta be careful with them. That's not true, you can grow more brain cells. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you we actually told you don't like, oh, make only... many though. Yeah. You make like nine a year, if that or something. Gotcha. Like maybe even less. I think like they, they take a very long time to be Regenerate. made.
1: Regenerate. Yeah. Um,
2: and like brain cells themselves aren't really what you need in this thing. You do need brain cells. They're helpful. Right. Um, it's the issue is are your brain cells firing correctly? Are your neurons speaking with each other correctly? Mm-hmm. So synapses. I don't know if you know that. Like. Again, my partner is like really, really into neurology because he's my darling, adorable dork and I want to push him into a locker and make out with him. Um, So (laughs) we both just like learning about the brain itself because it is the weirdest thing. Um, Synapses are like the little area between neurons where like they just do that little burst of energy. Like you know Mm -hmm. how you have electricity in your brain, that's neurons talking to each other. So a synapse is when two neurons transmit information. um, The way that like a lot of like depression medication, like SSRIs work, um, selective serotonin uptake re-inhibitors. So serotonin is the chemical that will go between your two tips of your neurons into that synapse and they'll pass on chemical information to each other. Um, so like if you're taking an SSRI, uh, it's a reuptake inhibitor. So it inhibits your neurons from like communicating a certain way. I don't want to pretend to know much more. Don't let psychiatrists mm-hmm. act like they know exactly how it works. We really don't know. We don't even know how aspirin works, to be fair. That's true. Isn't that it weird? No, I, it's um, not a surprise. It's, I just, it's bonkers Again, to we
1: used to put leeches on people to get the ghost out of their blood, so, you know, it's fine.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think you're speaking humors, and that's a very bilious thing of you to say, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll excuse it. Uh, and, you know, they can be used medicinally, but that's only because Here I get nor a, there. Uh, yeah. a lot of curiosity exposed. Anyway. Um, so neuroplasticity is the idea, or I guess it's rather the, the scientific concept, the biological concept that your brain will change the way it works physically over time. So, um, if something really traumatic happens to you, like you're in a car accident, um, if you experience that in a way that is traumatic, it physically changes your brain. You can see it on an MRI. Mm. Like spots of your brain will be like less active or more right. active. Um, the like very back part of your brain near the spine, the the base of your uh, spinal cord, like that's your lizard brain, where like you know your basic like am I in danger? Am I going to run? Your fight or flight. Fight or All flight, of that yeah. lives in there. Um, like that's just a fun little fact. I don't even remember why I brought it up. Uh, Neuroplasticity is the idea that like, your brain will change the way that it works and it's very flexible in the way that it changes. So um, in particular, when you're talking trauma and your brain has been changed by trauma, neuroplasticity is the idea that you can fix that by changing the structures of your brain. Um, You can teach your neurons to speak with each other in ways that they don't speak with each other at the moment. Um, this I've is done it's beyond fascinating isn't right it now. It fun? Like my I brain is it.
1: just expanding. Your brain is being so neuroplastic it right is now. Just, it's because I was like, oh god, okay. The theory, if I mm-hmm. get this right, is that by taking the ketamine, mm-hmm. it's going to not course correct the trauma that's been in your brain mm-hmm. itself, but it's helping you repair with newer cells. And retraining your brain. Am I? Am I close? You're
2: very close. So, um, essentially, the way most like intense therapies work, you are trying to retrain your brain to think differently. And specifically, like, picture your brain like a series of highways. They're called neural pathways a lot of times. And mm-hmm. if anybody's an actual like neurologist or psychiatrist, I probably sound really dumb, and I don't mind. I mean, um, we're just
1: having a condo. thank
2: you. I like. I value my dumbness because it gives I me mean, a reason to be smarter when I learn. Never said was going
1: to be an expert of anything on exactly. the show, including the host.
2: I've just done a lot of, uh, well, uh, less research on the ketamine, but I've done a lot of the neuroplastic research. So there are some really neat TED talks out there about it. Um, I've done EMDR therapy a lot of EMDR, which is really intense, but it is very good at um, repaving those neural pa- pathways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so ketamine, when you're actually on the trip. It is making your neurons speak with each other in a way that they don't when you are not chemically altered. Like it's just, it is a completely unique perspective and that's what most psychedelics do. They change the way your brain is interacting with itself. So when you do the ketamine treatment and you're on your trip, your thoughts are going to go to places that they would not go to like at all ever really. Um, They might in a cosmic sense at some point, but um, it's kind of like, very for a very short amount of time you learn like a new language almost in your brain like it's it's not like that experience but that's kind of what your neurons are doing they're speaking to each other in a way that they've never done it and after the treatment the neuroplasticity stays and kind of fades out with time um i'm on like a benzodiazepine for insomnia and that kind of halts that neuroplasticity a little bit so i'm like going to see less or rather fewer good effects than people that aren't on benzos um, I would love to not be on them, but I also really like sleeping, so sure. no, we um, all, I'm yeah. into it. So after the treatment, uh, your brain is still much more open to soaking up ideas and uh, mm-hmm. like perceiving them in ways that it wouldn't normally do. So um, after the treatment, that's why you do your journaling. Um, when you go into the treatment, I can talk intention here in a minute, um, You you want to have an idea of what you want your brain to kind of focus on and that will kind of orient you during your trip. And then once you're done with your trip, you'll usually end up reflecting on that series of thoughts or ideas a few days after.
1: And that's where the intention comes into play.
2: Yes. Um, I will add one other thing like after the treatment, your brain is, like I said, pretty extra open. So like good things are really good and bad things are really bad. Like I had a conversation with some friends where they had some really bad news and it did not sit well with me in a way that it wouldn't have really bothered me before, but it was like the day after my treatment. And Mm. the day after that, I was like, God, I'm just tired and sad. And I don't know. Oh, it's because it's like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like going into a hospital during COVID without a mask. Like you're you know, yeah. the negativity is going to get into you, like yeah. you're, you're primed for it. Um, so what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, no, we of, you said you were going to talk yeah.
1: about the intention. And I said, um, so the intention comes yes. into play based on what you're trying to, I don't want to use the word course correct, but I feel like that's what I'm going to say.
2: That's fine. It's, yeah. it's
1: like course correcting your brain into it's okay. If like, if you use the analogy of the highways, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes highways have to be repaved. Or yeah. they have to be destroyed and rebuilt. Destroyed. And so when when you said highways, to me, I was like, okay, this makes sense in mm-hmm. my mind, is that the, the ketamine is helping your neurological pathways. Mm-hmm. Look at me using big boy words. Um, re, repave the highway, or in some cases, destroy the bad highway and create a brand new highway.
2: You know what's neat is that there are no bad highways. You can just... Mm, redesign redesign
1: the bed okay so they could blow up uh, or redesign the other highway yeah but your intention is what is going to start the when we think about the word trip i'm going to use the word trip as in the destination it's (laughs) helping you decide how to get
2: there yes it's okay this is the part that to me is the most nebulous through the whole experience um i'm still kind of figuring out my ideal series of intentions. Um, they tell you before you start that your intention is essentially just sort of like your map for your treatment, um, for, for your session rather, your, your trip. Um, it's not a destination, it's just a guide. Um, so my very first intention um, was I intend to enter this ketamine treatment with an openness to whatever happens. Um, they say to keep it really, really vague because if you go specific and you don't get the benefits during your trip, you might come out bummed like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I went in wanting to feel better about my Nana who called me a cabbage when I was seven and it hurt my feelings. And I didn't think about my Nana calling me a cabbage. I just thought about how pretty clowns are. Right. Um, So like you set yourself up for failure to some extent. So my intention was just like, I'm really excited to do ketamine. Give me some fucking craziness. I wanna trip balls. Um, I basically just, my intention was I am open to anything. If it's negative, I'm open to it. If it's positive, I'm open to it. Not every experience on ketamine is positive. Sometimes they're really upsetting, allegedly. I haven't had an upsetting one yet. Um, The second intention, um, I wonder, I know I wrote it down um, I think my second intention was about self-love. Um, let me consult my little app because it's actually just kind of fun to check it out. So um, that's another nice thing about doing it like this. Um, the app like lets you, you know, keep note of everything. Um, are you for real? Like, is it not gonna like let me look at my intentions from my other tr- oh wait, show completed items. Okay. Session two. I embrace all feelings that enter my body and seek the ability to release them in a healthy way. The session audio is, you are not broken with enlivening hypnotic chimes. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of emotional reactivity I'm a very capricious moody person mm-hmm. um, I'm good at masking Oddly enough I knew that about you yeah. Right? Isn't it shocking? The closer you are to me the more obvious it is if you aren't close to me it's really easy to be like oh my god Case is confident and they're mm-hmm. excitable and things are great and I'm like I'm a fucking mess you don't even fucking know holy shit I am the worst oh my god you don't you You're don't never know. never the worst to Thank me. you um, I'm working on it I'm working right. on myself. Um, yeah there's just there's a lot going on um again add is a very tolsome disease i am learning more things every day about it and it feels like everything in my life goes back to my add and it's infuriating but also cathartic i guess um but Part of that is moodiness Mm -hmm. and I am a very moody bitch. So part of my issue isn't being moody. Being moody is fine. It's my response to my moods that is an issue. That's a fun little meditation mindful trick for everybody. A free DBT dialectical behavioral therapy tip, if you will. Um, I can't control my moods. Like anybody that says like you can control your thoughts, you can control your successes. I'm like, that's bullshit. It's stupid, it's bullshit. I mean, you can Um, choose
1: how you react yes that's right? exactly right but you can't it. choose the feeling that's overcoming like yes you know i mean we've been friends for a long time there are times when i hit my depressive states mm-hmm. and i can still put on the smile and nobody would know mm-hmm. except friends who are like are you okay i see what's going it? on yeah, with you guys. right but i get yeah, no i agree it's get like it oh, well, a that velvet yeah like no you can't yeah you can control your. no you can control your reactions mm-hmm. but doesn't you need change the mm-hmm. feelings so you go through the trips and then um you come back to your journal Mm -hmm. and then do you meet with your your therapist on a separate level to talk about the experiences and kind of make sure that Mm -hmm. it's working because i feel like your Mm -hmm. guide isn't going to tell you if it's working or not your guide is just Uh, there to guide you through the app experience mm -hmm. basically anybody that
2: says that they're a wellness coach i'm like it's a little sussy buddy yeah so Uh, you
1: meet with your therapist then And do you review your journal?
2: So, okay, I've only met with her after my first trip. Um, I'm meeting with her tomorrow for my second trip. Um, I was thinking I'm probably going to transcribe my journal and, like, email it to her before we actually chat so that I don't have to try to read my really bad handwriting, like, Mm. in real time. That makes sense. Um, Because I was mm, still really high on ketamine when I was journaling. Oh, my God. I... I I exited too quickly and it was again, delightful, highly recommended. I (laughs) would, honest to God, like if I could safely do it, I would love to do a session like outdoors in a park or something Mm. because it's just like, oh, the sun is so nice and like, I can go into a little bit of detail, like about my second trip, but there was an element of like nature that I just really felt this deep, deep, deep gratitude towards um and i'm like oh man i just i want to be out in nature for this Mm -hmm. unfortunately mosquitoes really like me and like dust mites uh, love me and i would show you like i got i think over like a hundred and something bites on me when i was at my mom's house last and now i look like i have like scabies um, (laughs) or like chicken pox but anyways yes um i am going to meet with my therapist tomorrow Uh, after the first session, we talked about it a little bit, but I honestly didn't get much out of my first session. Um, it was just like- your body getting
1: used to something new, right? It
2: was getting used to new and honestly, again, it was a fairly low dose. Um, Mm -hmm. the second session was a 50% higher dose and I was like, oh, there it is. Um,
1: well, and also our bodies have different tolerances when it comes to different things, right? That's true. Yeah. You know, it just depends on your, your, your physical body and then Mm -hmm. also your chemical makeup too. Like Mm -hmm. you could, so that would make sense that maybe you would need a higher dose. Yeah. At what point do you think you're going to realize that you want to try the, uh, the IV though? Yes. How do you know? Okay. (laughs) No,
2: I want, I am a person who seeks out extreme sensations when Mm -hmm. it comes to like psychiatric neurological things. Um, like when I love, I love hard. And when I hurt, I hurt hard. Um, when I drug, I want to drug hard. Um, <laughs> like, y- you know, like, um, obviously like there's a time and place for everything you have to do it safely. You do it in the right environment. Um, I don't that frequently get high, like with, you know, the the marijuana is the devil's lettuce. Um, but like, even then, like, I don't really go into like stellar crazy doses. Cause it's, I don't know, it's fine. But for something therapeutic, I'm like, I got a lot of shit that I need to handle. Um, I've done a really good job of handling it and figuring things out. But um, I just, you know, everybody hits walls. And with ketamine, I'm like, this is my chance to really make my brain do weird stuff that I can't do. And after, again, EMDR, which is, in my opinion, one of the most intense if not the most intense type of therapy that is not a psychedelic. um, If that didn't address my issues, I was like, I need something that will rewire my brain a little bit because EMDR, it's a lot. Yeah.
1: Wait, explain the EMDR real quick.
2: It's my favorite and also I hate it. Um, So EMDR, uh, I don't remember. Eye movement, rapid, desensitization, I don't know. Basically, um, picture like... A windshield wiper mm-hmm. and put some led lights on it and just hold it horizontal um and now make the lights light up one at a time from left to right and kind of it's like you know like hypnotists would like mm-hmm. s- you know hold the watch and they'd be like, yeah. You're getting sleepy it's the same left right left right movement you do with your eyes except like um it's on a light bar you can do it with your fingers or mm-hmm. a pen um therapists do it all sorts of way mine had a fancy light bar um we do it on my computer now whenever we do emdr it's I can't say this as a fact, but I'm gonna say it as a fact for me, the most effective therapy for trauma I have ever experienced. Oh, um, oh okay. my God, like I have trauma trauma from like young childhood sure. that like I don't remember, and that like I'm like, did this happen? Did it not? I don't know. I don't remember most of my childhood. And EMDR doesn't require a memory. It just re- requires a feeling attached mm. to something. So like if you feel like something happened, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it did or didn't. It matters how you feel about it. It doesn't matter if it happened. It doesn't. And that's something that was really hard for me to understand. But like, one of my traumas is a big time trauma. And I was like, I just don't really know. I don't have a particular memory. I don't want to think that it did if it didn't. Right. Um, but it it doesn't fucking matter. Like, my body is like, I was having night terrors about these things. Like, I have fears surrounding these things. Like whether or not it happens doesn't matter, because I need to treat the way that I feel. And I was feeling unhealthy, so we did EMDR. Um, EMDR is essentially focusing in on a traumatic memory or a trigger or a feeling. Um, It's like the most intense sort of exposure therapy in a way, like you don't get exposed to the thing, but you bring yourself back to the exact moment that it happened Happened. in your brain. It is terrible. EMDR works in the same way that like, when you're doing the REM cycle of sleep, your eyes are moving left and right. Um, that's when you're writing your memories in your sleep. That's why you need sleep to remember things. And that's why if you lack a REM cycle, you don't have a very good memory after a while. Right. EMDR copies that in a therapeutic way. When you're zeroing in on that trigger or that traumatic feeling or that traumatic memory, it's overwriting that memory with a new sensation. So. You usually start with saying like okay i have a window of tolerance one being i am a zen buddhist monk under a waterfall ten being i need to be hospitalized i am so upset how activated are you um and i'd be like i don't know i'm like a three i'm in your office i don't know like i'm a little anxious because i'm in therapy but whatever um and then we'll talk about my memory and i might be like "Ooh, i'm at kind of like a six or a seven i don't know and then if it's a really good session, I'll get up to like an eight or a nine. And only once or twice did I ever get to a 10 where I was like, I really hate this. Please, 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 Miss Therapist. I, I really don't like this. But, you know, yeah, soldier through. You don't have to. You do what's safe. Right. Um, so you get there and then um, you basically just kind of process through the thought. Like, how do I feel about it? What do you feel in your body? Because you will get weird body sensations sometimes. Like, I got very twitchy on my right side when I would come up with certain unrelated memories or feelings. Um, And it sort of does the same thing with neuroplasticity that ketamine does. Uh, It reassociates new core beliefs overriding old ones. So like if I have a core belief of like, I am shameful, Mm -hmm. like my new core belief that I would ideally have would be like, I am proud. Right. That's the opposite of shame. Like I am, I'm proud of who I am. I am not ashamed of it. So by the end of an EMDR session, I want to go from, I am shameful to I am proud. And your therapist kind of helps facilitate that line of thought as you're zeroing in on how your body feels and you're doing the light bar. It sounds really weird and it is really weird to do. No, I mean, I used to Um, work
1: for a mental health mm -hmm. managed care mental health company. So it's basically Mm -hmm. mental health insurance. And so, a lot of the things that I had to learn, this was a decade ago, mm. um, were, were like the very beginning of like light box therapy. And I remember I when when light yeah. box therapy was so new and like considered avant garde. Like like we would deny claims for that. We're like, we don't cover that. That's it's not crazy. a true therapy. And it's because we just didn't have the information at yeah. the time, right? So, um, no, this is just really fascinating. Like, I like I've your learned, shirt, by the way. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've just learned so much in the past, like seventeen hours we've been talking. I,
0: love um,
1: talk I would love for you to come back, maybe in like. I'd love if you come back in general but Aww. i would love to do like a, a like a like a three-month update and just kind of see like where you're at like, yeah ketamine follow-up yeah. i just think it would be interesting to see like is it still working did mm-hmm. you move into the other um i mean we could sit here and talk about this for like another seven oh, hours yeah, like I you know it so it's, it's it's fascinating to me so thank you for coming on about that we got one more quick segment we're gonna do and uh then we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show this has mm-hmm. been so fun you, you, you wrap it up. so much i really have i've learned so much yeah, right I'm now happy. I um love it. my brain i think is like okay
2: It's so open to new ideas. Oh, absolutely.
1: I am. I will never poo-poo some poo-poos. I'll never poo-poo someone's ideas because I just, I just love hearing things from different perspectives. And as someone who's never really done, and I can be honest with this, like I've never really done any type of psychedelics for the most part. Like I've only smoked pot a few times in my life. Like I'll be honest. And the last time I did it, they laced it. um, Oh my God. With, um peyote <gasps> Oh, no, they laced it with something. I don't oh, remember anymore. I used. God, to, I've it. talked about it on the show. They laced it. No, it was opium. I'm sorry. They laced it with opium. Oh
2: God. Okay, that's better. It's better,
1: but still. But they didn't tell me. That's
2: super unconscionable. Like that's right.
1: And so mm. the experience was not Terrible. a positive one. No. Um, Dan told me he did
2: peyote once and was wandering was
1: like, around Mizzou at midnight or something. I don't know something. why I said peyote. It's opium. But either opium. way, um, and so I don't like that experience one might say
2: that you've been slightly traumatized yes by i was it. like that trauma <laughs> would
1: make me not try ketamine just because i yeah. did not like the way that i felt i didn't like feeling mm-hmm. out of control yes there's a lot of things i didn't like so yep. but anyway no it's so fascinating anyway mm-hmm. we are gonna you know we i made a, uh, a a statement during the the pride shows that i was gonna start getting through some more um banned books and i had some time to get through one so we're gonna go to our next segment Banned Books. News at 11.
2: Oh my god, I'm so afraid of this book. It's going to reach out and tell my children that I'm a groomer. Oh
1: god. Um, I mean, look how impressive that was. I was like, I don't sing Taste that. the Are Biscuit, you... don't sing <laughs> Taste the Biscuit, don't ruin it, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. I'm Impulse so control. proud of myself. But That's I did delight. get through another one. Um, this book is, it's another book dedicated... It's uh, um, it's it's for the age group of eight to twelve. It's for kids, and the book is called "Sex is a Funny Word." It is a funny word. It's a funny word. Um, it's called "Sex is a Funny Word," and it was by Corey Silverberg and Fiona Smith, and it was published in 2015. And it's written kind of like a graphic novel, or kind of like a comic book. Plonsies. Like the kids are different um, races, but like their colors are not like.
2: Ooh, we're Missouri. We don't like that. Right. I'm
1: just so. It, it talks about funny words related to sex and body changes and self exploration, And so it's kids having these conversations. And it also talks about, like, they're changing bodies and how their minds are changing and, mm-hmm. and touching. And what is it? We, we talk about the big M. Like Jimmy, masturbation. How you apply a
2: spermicide?
1: Right. Well, <laughs> but then it also talks about... that. What I really liked is that it talks about bad touching. And mm-hmm. it was, like, some people have to touch you because of, like, it's a doctor. But, mm-hmm. like there's sometimes good touch and there's bad touch. And it talks about, like, what does a good touch feel? And, like, what's a bad touch feel? And so um, it's a little graphic. They do draw penises and <gasps> and uh, No. But it was an interesting book. I didn't hate it. Um, it was... It, they wanted to... Uh, they added it to the banned book list in 2017 because it was believed that it would lead children to, quote, want to have sex, or even worse, ask questions about sex.
2: Oh, my God. That is so much worse than having sex. <laughs> yeah, I... Question... You, you, let me tell you, chlamydia over questions any day, any day,
1: any day. And then it was added to the ban book again, uh, a book list again in 2019 because of the inappropriate per- uh, pictures, and because it was discussing LGBTQ plus topics with potential cause of confusion, Ooh. curiosity, <gasps> gender dysphoria, and for conflicting religious viewpoints.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so confusing now when
1: i read it like i said i didn't it didn't it was fine it was a very short read for me because it was like done in a comic book and i'm an adult and i know about sexes i'm learning more about sexes but um i will you know i I don't know i don't have kids Mm -hmm. maybe this is a good book to you to have a conversation with your kid about why you're reading it i'm not sure um but it wasn't awful the art's a little bit ugly but yeah the art is very of the time I mean, and even before 2015, the time. you said though, yeah. It was probably, oh, it's like, mm, it's mm, it's a something, but mm, it um, looks like
2: 1980s colors, like I no no shade they, at the 80s. Yeah, but no, like, no, no, I
1: get it. It just wasn't something that grabbed my attention, but I can mm-hmm. see why they would want it added to the list. Mm-hmm. Again, I am anti-banned books. There are books that I hate that I think nobody should read, but it's not my choice as to what you're allowed to read. My you, library,
2: a... my choice. Yeah, you're like,
1: yeah. Now, as, an, as a parent, you get to choose what your child reads. I don't think you should determine what other children get to read. So we're going to keep going through them. I uh, got two more books that I hopefully will get through by the next episode and I can talk more about them. The banned book list is going to take years. I mean, I'm going back all the way to, I think, 2011. We I'm have a really lot sure. of
2: conservatives in the country who hate a lot
1: of books there's a lot of books but it's interesting to me to go through and read them and see like absolutely
2: I had a throwdown on Facebook today about um, Erica Moen's book Um, Let's Talk About It like I don't know if you saw my Mm -mm. essay that I wrote Um, I got so mad that I had to like leave my office in my house for like 10 minutes and go outside with the dogs because I was like I can't fucking think I'm so fucking mad no I just Um, I don't
1: know I get it I get that you have strong beliefs but your mm. beliefs don't trump me
2: My whole thing is if you have like, so this book is mint, not, not the one you're talking. About. So the one you're talking about, what did you say for like eight to, to eight to 12? twelve? Eight to and 12? I don't even
1: think twelve. I think it's like eight to ten. But I mean,
2: yeah, bad guess touch seems like gay. even younger than eight, honestly. Yeah, but then I
1: see like when they start talking about like masturbation. Like, yeah, that's like. And a... that's can you tell I'm Catholic? I was raised Catholic because it's you're so like, hard for me blah, blah, to blah, and, and I'm like are flicking are like,
2: the bean, wiping the it, shaft, right? and j- you know. You know, but
1: for me, I'm like oh, masturbation is such a quiet topic. It
2: took me like I wasn't raised religious, and it's still difficult to say vagina. Yeah. I'm no, like vagine. vagine. No, just say vagina. Say vagina. penis. Vagina. Like, I like a, calling it a vaguna. Um, Vagino. I love vagina. that movie.
1: Vagina. Vagino. Anyway. But yeah, funny. no, I get it. So, you know, as we go through, there's, uh, I have this uh, guesty bestie Sarah that, you know, printed this out for me and it's all Ooh. the different uh, books. And so I've been going through, have you ever read Gender Queer? I literally own
2: it and I haven't read it oh yet, God. but it is like on my nightstand. One
1: of the best books I've ever read. Ooh. Made me self-evaluate, made me realize that I was an asshole to some friends, Aww. Made me uh, understand the the process of figuring out who you are. Look, it's so good. There are some trigger warnings in it, but it is really good. Also, all boys aren't blue is really good, too. Um, and then I'm getting ready to start two boys kissing, and I think the other one is called Beyond Magenta.
2: Well, boy, howdy! That just does not sound like straight-laced it is information. Not, so. I don't remember what we're chapter gonna, of the Bible that's in. We're
1: gonna see, but anyway, oh my gosh! Okay, couple quick things. Um, you said you have a really strong sense of smell and taste, and so I've been burning a candle from one of my dear friends. Um, uh, they have been on the show, but if you remember, I gave a shout out to Halfling Candles, and case you've been smelling uh, gayrific the candle that's burning right there. And um, I think you've enjoyed it so far. But you can go to halflingcandles.com and check out Sarah's other fantastic LGBTQ plus candles as well as some other scents too. But I just wanted to give her another shout out because I've been burning that candle for a while and I love it it's it's delicious very good
2: it's not overpowering it but it's not, not like so subtle that you can't smell it exactly. like it's
1: and this one is wine. a woodwick and i love a woodwick <gasps> candle
2: oh i mean jason loves this one
1: I do. I do no
2: woodwick is so much better like i'm assuming that it's probably better for the environment so. like um know. it's just it, it just also makes, the it makes a little crackly sounds it's, it's, it's crackly. like it's, it's a little it's cozy wild. fireplace the
1: crackly um it's like cracking wood yeah anyway um but yeah well okay God, I don't know. We could be talking for like seven more hours. Truly. I know it. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: here's the thing. You can support my show in multiples of ways. You all do right. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting do it all out the ways. There. all the ways. Number one, number don't one. forget that you can become a Patreon supporter and get uh, bonus gifts, number one, but bonus two bonus gifts? Gifts, depending on the level. <gasps> yeah, there's different levels. Oh my out god, there.
2: tell me more about I... what's number two.
1: Uh, I think that's what is what is a dollar worth where I you, you give five dollars a month and I go out and purchase an item from the dollar tree for
2: you oh my gosh what's an example of one that you've done in the past oh uh,
1: one of our newest patreon supporters got this ginormous Ooh. ice cream cone <gasps> but it's a it's a water bottle
2: that's my favorite well, okay huge. water it's bottle cute. turned yeah. me off but
1: you said ginormous gigantic yeah. gigantic ice cream yeah, cone and I'm like it's you just so need cute. to
2: end. Enjoy- it actually that sounds anyway, really precious it's funny
1: uh, some people have gotten dollar store he-man items like, you just never know what you're gonna get but anyway there's lots of ways to do that but the the best part about it is you get bonus episodes emailed to you and so like there might have been something that you missed listening to this episode that we had to cut for time with me in case that you Mm. might want to you may want to hear that story it's Mm. a pretty good one so you never know uh but you you may or may not be admitting to crimes in it right that's true Mm -hmm. um Mostly, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, but um, you could do that. You can, uh, you know, if you feel like you don't want to do money, which is great. I don't care. I didn't do this for money, but I like money because it helps pay for the uh, the stuff. Remember, we are the home of the 99 cent podcast. It's You're the-, the
2: homo of the 99 cent uh, podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what you are. Oh, my God. Because, again, that's all the quality I can afford to give you. If you want a, more, uh, a better quality podcast, get a donation up past a dollar. But uh, yeah, you can donate money. But you can also help us out by uh, purchasing items off the wish list on Amazon. There's all kinds of things on there, like new mic covers, new microphones, headsets um a poster of danny pino the things that are needed
2: i mean um, i thought you were going to say danny devito and now i think i might buy you a poster of danny devito and okay, maybe yeah. one for myself oh my god and we could tape walkie talkies to them because we live really close and we could walkie talkie through danny that's DeVito's true map i bet we could
1: i bet we could we're, we're that we're, would be so really much close. fun it's ridiculous how close we are we we're gonna make us danny devito walkie talkies um but you can do that you can um there's cases of liquid death on there that you could buy because we need the water uh there's all kinds of fun stuff so even if you're just bored one day go check out the the gay and wish list it's kind of silly but there's some stuff the studio Um, setup
2: is really legit everybody like you should totally support it I feel super hella fancy in here like I got I got two pinkies out right now
1: there are two other ways that are very free and take uh, less time Uh, number one if you are listening to us on Apple podcasts um or any other podcast that has a rating system give us the highest rating if you do it on apple and you listen to apple podcast the more five-star reviews that we get the faster we show up in the search results it's like google game that
2: algorithm brah
1: yeah so um because if you just type in gabbing with you're gonna get a bunch of other shows that have gabbing in their title mm. you're not gonna get right to the game so the other thing you can do is just simply share the show with your friends remember if they're having a bad day throw a little gay their way and i'm that little gay So shoot them an episode and say, hey, this made me laugh today. Or, hey, this made me think of you. Or, hey, these people talked about ketamine for two hours. Um, You never know what your friends might like. If life is going in slow-mo, just get a little homo. (laughs) (laughs) If you're feeling sad up here, add a little bit of queer. (laughs) I should have had you write my copy. Um, But you can do all of those things. And again, don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook. And also check out our website, GabbingWithGayson.com, where you can find all of our past episodes of this show uh, keeping the old Tide gay, which is the Christmas show, and we're getting ready to start adding in all the old, uh, all the previous episodes of our newest podcast out of the holiday closet, where I force one of my friends to come over and we watch a holiday special of holidays past, and we talk about it. And chances are, we spend more time talking about other bullshit than we do about the special itself. So, uh, you have to do that in case you would definitely be booked for that show later. this I do year. have
2: a question. Have you watched Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? You no, watched?
1: because that is such a that deserves. Its own podcast episode um okay, and i yeah. don't know where it'll go but it is one of my favorite uh, christmas movies they're doing
2: it at a drive-in here soon so
1: oh, that'd yeah. be fun to go to i love it it's one of my favorite christmas movies because it's awful
2: it's perfect it's, and wonderful mm, the same yeah. size
1: so all right y'all case thank you so much again for coming on thank you, you for having to come back so much sooner fun. and not wait three I, seasons
2: a hundred percent pinky pinky swear and it's even worse because again i live like. I could have walked here you very walked easily. Here, I, know, I would have so been ridiculous. like really hot and sweaty and been like, "I need, I need some Liquid Death oh. sponsoring gabbing with gays." God, I wish that is a threat, Liquid Death. Yeah, I you will should. Die
1: I you don't. should. That's another way to help us out. Start reaching out to Liquid Death in Malibu, blow them up, and be like, "Hey, will you support this gay, please?"
2: Bottoms up and the devil laughs. Ooh. You know that thing.
1: I don't, but I like a bottom oh, up. Um, oh my
2: gosh, you little <laughs> sneaky little slut! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Oh, God, case. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank Kong. you again for coming on. I, I love it's you so much. It's my pleasure. You're this my, my favorite, favorite people I've ever met in my life.
2: I get all wiggly. Oh, God.
1: All right, y'all. Remember... Be loud, be proud, be bold, and be brave, and keep sharing your joy. And we will gab with you next time. And
2: remember that if you want to ruin tactical gear for Proud Boys or cops, that paint works really well. And you could oh fill up God. a fire hydrant with paint and then open up the fire hydrant, <laughs> and it'll ruin all their tactical gear. They have I to don't buy even more. Know. I
0: just tried it at the show. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so say hello, we're gabbing with and now.